Hey guys, it's Nate here, and it's time for another uh, bite-sized breakdown. Uh, and in honor of this uh, breakdown, this bite-sized breakdown's uh, topic, I've written a haiku. So, <clears throat> techno sorcery, walking through electric dreams. Ugh, I'm gonna barf. Now that I've had time to process and, and sort of think through everything, um, I wanted to take a couple minutes here and, and talk through VR. And I think the first thing that I, I really want to stress here is uh, there were, again, like, you know, in, in the episode where Parker was on, we, we sort of gave a brief overview of all the things that I played. And, and uh, I'm not going to rehash that list, but I did, you know... I did want to take a couple minutes and sort of talk about some of the just the more standout experiences. Uh, and again, I think this is sort of a credit to, to Parker and sort of being able to sort of gauge where I needed to start in the VR and sort of to get to, to just get the experience. And so he started me out in the, the Last Guardian VR experience uh, demo sort of thing or whatever that was. And, you know, it was like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And uh, there's there's a moment, I think the, the most striking thing, there were several things about that experience that sort of hit me. But the most striking thing, I think, was when there's a moment where Trico, you call him and he jumps down onto the ground for you. And there was a part of my brain that actually was like sort of expecting the floor to rumble from because you and you're experiencing the the size of this thing, the scope of this thing. Like you have such a a a, a, a much more intense idea of scale and um and you know and then he's right there and he's sort of like almost like nuzzling up against like the camera or you per se in this experience and it was just like it was almost sort of like a disappointment that you couldn't sort of like feel him and uh it was it was very sort of like disorienting in a lot of ways because it, it was just and again this isn't like super high graphical uh fidelity you know this isn't like the cutting edge headsets where it's like you know 1080p or 4k or whatever it wasn't super realistic or anything like that, but it was just, it was, it was uncanny. The just again how it was just there, like how in that experience I I really felt, and um, and then I think I briefly talked about how like um, there's a part in one of the games where you're sort of standing on this this sort of the edge of this sort of bridge, and you're standing on on, and it's basically you just look down. And there's like nothing below your feet kind of thing. Like you're standing sort of on the edge of this precipice. And, and I'm not really big on heights to begin with. And just, I just remember sort of getting like my brain was like, no, like I, like you, you know, I think I'm even made my, might have made myself take a step or whatever. And it was like, but my brain was very much like, dude, like don't move, uh, there's you you move and you're going to plummet into the abyss and just and again like sort of like the realization of that um just the the sort of again like and i think the best word for this and i know i've probably used it a lot is but experience like it is just so much more than just sort of playing a game or um watching really neat 3d or something it is very much experiential and it sort of puts you into these worlds in a way uh that 
I think in a lot of ways we we as gamers have sort of been hoping for uh, for a long time. Uh, so it was just you know, and and again, I just I can't. The only word I have for that that is it was just an experience. And 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 I I even mentioned in the last uh, episode of the podcast that like I my my hope is that somebody will take this. And maybe take some of the more iconic Colossi from Shadow of the Colossus and render them in this 3D and just give me the opportunity to sort of see the scale. Like to be able to look up at the night um, from Shadow of the Colossus or to maybe uh, ride on Avion or something like that. You know, maybe a couple like those highly cultivated experiences I think would just be phenomenal. But, uh, it's just it is just uncanny how you, your brain really puts you there uh, and and just it's it's really kind of cool seeing the tech and, and you know uh, but I think one of the other sort of standout moments I, I I would be remiss if I if I didn't sort of address was uh, when I was playing the wipeout in uh, the VR and now it made me sick like that is definitely an oof I'm gonna barf kind of moment and. I very much like because everything prior to that, I hadn't really experienced the motion sickness that they talked about with the, or the VR sickness. And uh, after one race, like I started to get like a little flushed and my guts were kind of like queasy. And uh, but again, like the thing that just sort of sticks out to me, and and as much as I talk about these things, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm the words and aren't really doing it credit. Like hopefully, like whoever's listening to this will go out and and in some way shape or form like experience vr to a certain extent like um you know because when you put on that headset it just sort of like pulls you in and immerses you in that game in a way that is just or are those experiences that is just uncanny but uh just the the vr and, and again and with the wipeout i think one of the things is just like you you sort of it's one thing to sort of be sitting on your couch and sort of controlling, uh, you know, one of these hover bikes with your stick and even sort of on the screen, having sort of that, that cockpit sort of perspective, but then it's a totally different thing to literally be sitting in the, or not literally, but to be virtually sitting in that cockpit. Um, and just the speed and like when you collide with, uh, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm grateful for the fact that we don't have like the haptic feedback to, to you know, for the bumps and, and everything else, because that might just be enough to make me crazy. Um, but you know, when you're sort of shooting down these tracks, doing hundreds of miles an hour, it's very disorienting, very sort of unsettling and it's an absolute rush. And it's like, the, the thing is like, again, like none of these these games are really visually you can sort of say like this is very clearly not real life but at the same time and and you know wipeout actually looked really good it was sort of this super high tech looking like rocket bike hover bike sort of thing and there was actually like a neat little rendering of your body sort of sitting in the co- in the cockpit like you could look down and sort of look at yourself but you know, obviously, like, you know, you're looking at it saying this is and, and it looked very good. But like, you know, you're you are able to say this is not real life. Um, and so uh, I think 
you know, but like I said, the the sort of shooting along these tracks and like making these high speed turns and then the the jumps and then you know, of course it's wipeout. So there's parts where like you're sort of riding upside down or you know on a driving up a a building or a, a ramp or something, and it's uh and again it just it was very jarring how real it felt and that's i think that's and again like sort of this idea where it's it's about immersion it's about scope it's like this feels real a lot of times like the, you know it's it's weird i think the disconnect sometimes is that like you feel like you're going very very fast but there's like no wind and there your body you don't have that uh yeah i that's probably what causes the vr sickness is that you you feel like you're traveling at three four hundred miles an hour and but you're really just sitting in on your sofa, um, and y- y- you know, I I got to play a little bit of Moss, which I'll be honest, Moss and Astrobot, I I played a little bit of each of those, and uh, they will definitely be if not day one, they will be er- like when when I eventually pick up VR, they will be, uh like you know early pickups uh titles for me to get uh, i i just thought both of those experiences the the 20 30 40 minutes that i played uh in them were absolutely just phenomenal and uh i was really just really kind of jazzed on trying that out at some point in time so uh and then i i i feel like you know, there there were a lot of different things. You know, played super hot, and that was that was just a very cool experience. Um, the whole premise, if you you don't know about it, is that you sort of whenever you move, and it, it sort of uses the little PlayStation Move trackers and the camera to to sort of. But whenever you move, there are these sort of shiny gem like dudes who move at you, and it's basically these short little vignettes or or scenes where it's sort of like a puzzle you have to kill or destroy all the little red red guys or not little but the red guys who are coming at you uh in order to advance to the next vignette or the next scene and then um you know there's guns and knives and like you can do but it's like it all the the game only moves when you move and so if you're standing still like you can sort of look and plan out your next move and you can actually like chop bullets out of midair and you know uh i I was not very good at throwing things like i could throw a bottle or i could throw a knife or a handgun or whatever but a lot of times it wouldn't go exactly where i wanted it to and um so that was and and just again like these are things that like i can talk about them but until you're you're in that headspace and until you're in that sort of reality you know i i don't know really how else to talk about it but these things are such a huge like selling and turning point that it's it just it, it sort of takes it and turns it up to 11 i think you know i i did get a chance to play a little bit of borderlands vr and and again i got a little queasy right at the end uh, and I sort of had to take a step back, but I will definitely, that's definitely going to be on there and, and just, 
you know, just the the fact that like you're in that game, it's so bizarre, and it's just, it's absolutely just kind of. Uh, I I think the thing most about Borderlands is I think like because the the the, the sort of cartoony style or the cel shaded style like aesthetic, um, really looked re- in my opinion looked really good um, with the VR headset, whereas like. You know, some of the other stuff I played, and uh, granted, it still looked good, but like that sort of more realistic stuff, like it, it was harder to sort of keep the sort of like suspension of disbelief. I, I don't know how to describe that. Like it was like the, with some of the stuff I'm looking at, it's like, well, this is very obviously like a simulation or, or VR. But in when I hopped into Borderlands 2 VR, uh, it was it was very definitely kind of uh i mean i and again you sort of you're you're always aware of the fact that like you've got this headset on and this is but um it was it was actually really just cool to be in there and i thought it just looked really good and i thought it uh the that sort of cell shaded aesthetic really just held up really well up and you know and sort of the in the in the vr headset i think you know like everything i played it definitely like i was like just really impressive uh i think though that the last thing I, you know just again to sort of like it like in trying to sort of encapsulate my thoughts like so we've sort of talked about it on the podcast before, but like I typically don't do, do horror movies, but I do like game, like some, like the survival horror genre, like dead spaces is, is a favorite of mine. Um, resident evil four. I've played a bunch of times. Uh, Josh and I will be playing silent Hill two in October. Um, so, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm also kind of not looking forward to it cause it's going to be scary, but, um, one of the things like we and I posted the video in the Facebook group and I think on Twitter and you know I I, I pop I popped it around, but I put on the headset for Resident Evil Seven, and um, like it was one of those things where now that I'm sort of a few weeks removed from it, uh, I think that game looks really good. Like you know I think it looks really good in VR. Now it's very obviously I I just think like. And this might be just like sort of a personal preference. I, I, I personally, I'm not a huge fan of like the Capcom character models and and how they did it in in that one. I just there's something just a little bit off in some of that stuff for me. Um, but you know, so we're we're playing the game, and uh, I've got the headset on, on and I've got the the 3D like the the noise canceling 3d sound headphones on and uh just i don't know that i've ever been so sort of like scared actually scared by a game you know what honestly it took me back to there was a one time I went and saw a scary movie with a buddy of mine a high school buddy of mine I, i think it was just called the cave or something like that it's about like these girls that go splunking and they go down to this cave, but there's a bunch of like bat people or like blind sort of mutants that live in the, the cave. 
And there was a point in like that initial reveal. I remember in the theater, like everybody was sort of like yelling and I didn't realize I was yelling until my buddy Bedford was like ragging on, like making fun of me because of it, because it was just so startling that initial reveal of the monster or whatever or monsters. Um, but it's that sort of like, and, and it, I think what's so sort of like funny to me is that it's, it's really one of those things that I knew that this game was scary, but like it really takes it and doing experiencing it in VR really just sort of amplifies it. And sort of, again, it's, it's somewhere where that immersion, um, really just, yeah, uh, messes you up. Uh, because instead of sort of being able to like, there's, there's sort of a buffer when I'm just watching, uh, a, a, you know, playing a sp- scary video game or whatever, there's a buffer there. And it was like, that was in some ways like removed. And that's, and it was like, instead of sort of experiencing these things as sort of a third party, you know, on the screen, it's like, I was experiencing that at, as, as someone existing within that, that game. And it was just, uh, it was absolutely horrifying. Uh, and it, you know, and I guess I just, what I keep coming back to is like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, like, you know, I, I fully intend on buying a PSVR at some point in time. Uh, I, you know, I don't know when, um, but I've really been sold on the experience and I know that, and, and again, I'm sort of like late to the party here, but like, man, um, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. I think it's this, it's, I would just encourage anybody who gets a chance to sort of dabble in this. And sort of like, if you have a friend who has it and you have the chance to sort of experience it, like the, um, the way that it just sort of changes everything that we're used to in video games, uh, it's really interesting and it's really intriguing and it's just absolutely ener- like it is just super exciting. So, you know, I I know I'm probably not saying anything like super mind blowing, but like I I think like and, and again the the takeaway here is like, um. There are things that we are able to communicate in this VR that I just think are really interesting and, and sort of the, you know, and again, I, I sort of think about the fact that like, it just, you're very immersed in these systems and immersed in these worlds and immersed in these experiences and just the way that that can sort of uh, strip away some of the defenses and barriers that we put in place to, you know, protect ourselves or whatever, uh, I just, I had a blast with it, and like I said, I'm looking forward to being able to pick up my own my own unit and and sort of getting sort sort of the some of those experiences, uh, in, including Resident Evil Seven uh, at some point. Uh, I don't know if I'd actually play the whole game in VR, but I am very interested in sort of maybe uh, doing some of that, but. It's just, it's one of those things where uh, I just walked away. Like I was a bit of like, a, I, I didn't know. I, I sort of was like, ah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, almost 
maybe a little skeptical in a lot of ways and now like just sort of at the end of it sort of looking back at it i'm like no that there's a longevity here and like there there is like something here and so i just want to encourage people to go out and try and experience this if they can because uh it really will sort of change uh I think it really will sort of change your mind uh, and change, you know, the way you think about video games in general. Like I said, it's, it's, I, I don't think I'm saying anything new here. Uh, I'm probably just sort of, you know, heaping, you know, one more voice to the cacophony. Uh, but it really is just something to sort of behold. So uh, until next time, guys. You, you know all the things, you know, but, uh, you know, work hard and uh, work wisely and play well. This is Nate. It's been a Bite sized, and I'll catch you later, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.